When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bo Roots in the house. Game recap, pod rolling. Uh, Oklahoma comes to town. 49-14 to 14 is the final score. Well, <coughs> and that's it for oh, us. Well, uh, well, um, <laughs> I don't know what. Next week, we on? I mean, four, so it's 4.30. About 90 minutes ago, the news broke with Chenander and his firing. Um, we'll get to that. It is interesting that, like, so last week, we recorded two pods on Sunday, the day Scott Frost was fired. That feels like that was 50 years ago right now. Talk about having a game plan and not being able to like... I know. Act, like We've well, thrown out two pod ideas just because we're like, we got to talk about what just I happened. Know. You know. Well, okay. So last week was... I want to I work backwards into the game a little bit because I, last week was interesting to me you have this like thought on what it would be like like if frost gets fired how are people going to react what is it going to yeah. be like i was i don't know how it was for you like in your as you were absorbing things absorbing things it was interesting to me how quickly people seemingly got over frost like i didn't think there was much turmoil angst no like they people turn the page way faster than I anticipated them to. Yeah, I think that's the sign to me that it was time. Agreed. Like people had crossed the threshold seemingly sometime between the Northwestern loss and the Georgia Southern loss. Somewhere in there, yes. the collective had turned the page already, and right. then the news happened, they were ready for it. Right? Like, yeah. That doesn't happen when it's a Solich or a Polini where there's a split, and the split is it's real i think that people had sort of collectively gone there right yeah i i agree i think it's a sign that it was the right move that even maybe more people than we even give credit to wanted this to happen you know and the the other thing that was interesting though was it was amazing someone put it this way i can't remember forgive me whoever said someone said on the radio maybe it was it was almost like last week was an entire off season crammed into five days where it was like you know we joke around like you can't help but start drinking the kool-aid right as the season's gonna start like there was this bizarre hope and confidence that started to kind of like snowball as the week unfolded to where i think it was who it was urban meyer uh reggie bush multiple people picked nebraska to beat oklahoma and there, I don't. There was like I kind of didn't understand where a lot of that. And I'm not trying to be like you and I had predicted that Oklahoma, Nebraska would beat Oklahoma before the season. But I don't know how you could watch the first three games of the year and then think Nebraska was going to beat Oklahoma. I I mean, it was that, just weird. That is so. Think these are the best of the best uh, for TV analysts get to work. You know, this yeah, is, this was it. You know, Urban and Reggie. Like these are the the. T this is the biggest game in of the week for the big 10 and like these guys are picking nebraska and it doesn't make sense 
So like, I feel less crazy about how I've viewed Nebraska the last few years because they view it the same way too. Right. We right. all are having trouble understanding the progression of this sort of this losing well, this losing the losing ways we've had in the frost era um, in this game specifically was a, a loss in the likes we haven't seen yet. Like we've seen bad defense, good offense, can't win good defense, bad offense, can't win good offense and defense, bad special teams <laughs> right. can't win. We haven't seen bad, bad, bad killed by a big team. Yes. That, that's sort of what we saw in the old days. Right. And this is what you made this point when we were talking, I think in our like season prediction pod where you were like, it's not obvious to me that Nebraska is bad. And this is where I think a lot of the people that were in the anti frost camp and, and didn't believe camp, they're able to play this. I told you so card and this like, see, how are you so stupid to believe in this? And I just, I don't think that's totally fair. It's not, it's, it's revisionist. Yes. It's revisionist history because up until this point, it's been this close every week. It had like what happened this past weekend hadn't happened. You'd have to go back to probably Ohio State 2019 when game day came here yeah. with, you know, Justin Fields, Chase Young and those guys. But even that ass kicking wasn't as bad as this ass kicking. Correct. Or you'd have to go to remember Michigan in year one mm -hmm. where it was like the third game of the frost era and they went to Ann Arbor and just got their doors blown yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But like other than that, there really hasn't been this kind of a butt kicking. Which bot. So that's what bot frost as much time as yes. he got is they wanted him to succeed, first of all. And second of all, in the past, the past 15 years before that, when we lost, we lost big right. and bad and ugly. And people were tired of big and bad and ugly. And as much as we didn't win with Frost, he kept us in. His program was in games, right? Now, this is the first sign, though, that That's it's gone from that to, uh-oh, this, this reminds us of, Bad. This is like Riley at the Riley, end. Like, you know, yes. right. I mean, because like, how, do you, how do you explain this? I wrote this down. Like, how do you explain this right now? Where it's like last year, Nebraska blew out Northwestern 56 to 7. This year, lost to him. L last year, Nebraska really dominated both Fordham and Buffalo. They're two kind of like easier games on their schedule. This year, got pushed by North Dakota, lose to Georgia Southern. Last year, at Oklahoma against a team that was, I don't know if you thought this year's team, this year's Oklahoma team or last year's Oklahoma team was better or worse. I don't know, but whatever it was, yeah. they went to Oklahoma and were right there with them. Also, I could argue Anthony Grant, Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, greater than Martinez, Ramir Johnson, Samari Ture. Correct. Better special teams with better kickers at this point. Mm -hmm. Although Bushini didn't have a great day and we'll get into that a little bit, but like yet everything is dramatic. Like all of a sudden the wheels have come off this thing. Like it's hard to explain. It, I know we keep on, we, you and I have been yeah. beating a dead horse of like, I think does all of it come back to Jojo Doman, Damian Daniels, Ben Stilley, Cam Taylor, Britt, Markel Dismuke and Deontay Williams. A does lot. I everything think, come back to that. I think a lot of it does because that's sort of, I mean, JoJo's on the edge, but no, I would say it's the the heart of our defense was those guys in a lot of ways, right? 
the two safeties and JoJo. JoJo's covering the inside routes right. a lot of the game um, and tackling on the, the edges. And then, like, Cam Taylor Britt's a pro. It was second rounder. I mean, I think those guys maybe covered up for, you know, I, I wouldn't say we called schematically bad things, but, I mean, we we this year have gotten schemed to death. Seemingly. And we've gotten beat, like, one-on-one in so many areas it's, that, like, it, it's a combo this year of, like, bad, you know, getting out schemed and bad play. Where last year, it's sort of like I didn't see as much of a scheme issue, and I, we definitely weren't getting out play right. most of the time. It is wild how many times this season already there has been plays where it is like hat on a hat, hat, boom, safety running back cannot c- tackle cannot tackle house call or cannot tackle huge gain like explosive. and were those maybe those plays were happening more last year but Deontay Williams and those guys were making the tackle if you know like if you know, there was 10 of those plays last year they made 9 and this year if there's 10 of those plays they they're make making two. Like one or two yeah i mean if they're that. giving up these big inside easy runs like these guys are barely it's a one cut yes. break and it's, it looks like we have no idea how to 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 tackle somebody i know our angles nick i mean i've watched a few of these guys take angles where i'm going yeah, what are you doing what do you where are you what are you thinking about well and that's the thing that that also is tough you know there was the quote and we'll get into a little bit of the game here this is a nice game recap here as we're all over the place but i don't even know i sat down and rewatched the first half i have some other thoughts this morning yeah. but like it, it it's it is challenging at this point where because you had the quote from Miles Farmer after the game where it's like, we've been tagging off in practice for years. It's going to take time because Mickey talked about how they've been tackling more yeah. in practice and all those things. And what's hard about that is a lot of people look at that quote and they react to it as like a damning quote, which it probably doesn't reflect well, but tackling and physicality hadn't been an issue until now. I, I so just, all these things are yeah, like it, it tackling helps. Obviously you could say that. Um, of course I'm just I, saying I'm like seeing, they, I'm seeing other things than practicing tackling. I mean, I'm seeing like guys that don't know how to take angles. Like you can say, talk about everything you can say about tackling is important, but like if you don't have the instinct to take the right angles in games, like, right. Uh, I mean, you've got a longer way to go than just like <laughs> <Right>. a couple <laughs> of tackling drills. Yeah. Like this is, this is like instincts. This is your, your ability. Right. Um, yeah. I'm just, I just, whew. well, uh, I, I'm struggling to just put it all in tackling drills right now. Well, you know, I agree. And then schematically we, we were, we've been schemed to death. This it week. seems like it in that. I mean, I thought, well, because you were at the game. So let's get into a little bit of the, because the atmosphere seemed like it was incredible. And the juice to start the game baby, was, was it as palpable and real as it came across on TV? Because Gus, Joel, all the big noon kickoff guys were like, this motherfucker place is rocking right now. It was rocking. Nebraska football has... An endless supply of optimism. We're great. You want to know why we're great fans? 
that's why we're great fans. Right. We're like we've just lost our coach, the Georgia Southern, the Georgia Frost Southern, God, like, and we're gonna come out and be the loudest we've ever been this season. <laughs> and truly, like it affected the game for the first right. quarter. And but you know, it's it, it, it. I'm was kind of amazed, but I was in. I was just I because was you watch the game, like. There was there was a different level of energy and emotion and just that I keep saying juice like they just were overflowing with juice even early on you probably didn't see this because you were at the game like this uh, Buford came downhill and made a tackle like the third play of the game yeah and he stood up and he turned to the sidelines and you know when people like he's doing that like snarl to yeah. the sideline and people on the everybody's like taught like it was that kind of energy. Yeah. We're like, this defense got lit up by Georgia Southern, and they're like stoning Oklahoma early and acting like this is what we do. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And so, but here's the issue because like Mickey touched on a lot of, and hit a lot of the right notes last year. And like, hey, we're starting over. It's, we're zero and zero. We're wiping the slate clean. But here's the problem is like that energy and that juice and that emotion can only take you so far because when all of a sudden eventually like you settle into the game and that's when your foundation takes over and you can sit there and hit the like, we're going to restart everything Saturday, but oftentimes how you perform on a Saturday is more of a reflection of everything you've done Monday through Friday in the winter, the spring and the summer. That's the beauty of football. It's like football football is like the ultimate culmination of like, you can't just like turn on the light switch and then have it go. But it seemed like that energy and that juice was real early. And then it, and then it just like all of a sudden when that started, when all of a sudden Oklahoma punched back and the juice started waning, you found out where like, football is about blocking and tackling simply put yeah we we can get and we all do it we get seduced and talk about the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the running backs but football comes down to blocking the opponent and getting off blocks and tackling your opponent and when you're not good in those areas you can wipe the slate clean all you want you can have all the juice you want you can have all the energy you want which is great right like i think yeah. some of that stuff should be a non-negotiable thing like playing hard playing with energy playing with emotion but if you're not good at blocking and tackling there's kind of nothing you can do yes um let's do a lot at you you did so i'm gonna start with you said the place is rocking we have the juice buford's flexing yes we i mean we can get into the, the the scenarios but like that juice was only so much and it was only so much that when they run a quarterback draw and we can't take the right angles and we can't get a guy down and he goes 60 yards for a touchdown right the juice left us and then that's what we were left with like the, then you, then all of a sudden you're like you are who you are that's who we are right now after that play well we came down to the reality of we're not doing certain things right and people are exposing us. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that 
has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Well, do real quick. I don't, you know, sometimes we do like a drive by drive thing. Can we hammer through the first half? That's like, this will be like yeah. kind of fast. Okay. So yeah. obviously, Oklahoma first drive, Buford's flexing on them. Nebraska does a good job, gets Oklahoma to punt. Nebraska's first drive offensively, I mean, gashed them, just marched down the field. Anthony Grant's ball in their swing passes to Palmer. Then the touchdown to, to Palmer was incredible. Beautiful oh. touch on that throw. Oh. So I, I, that was the thing is like, this is the, where Adrian was struggled so much that I, I've even though Casey didn't have a great game, the things Casey does well that Adrian could never do was like that's just a little touch pass I mean, that just yes. tear dropped in and it's just throw and catch. Yep. But I feel like we would miss that type of throw every time in the Martinez era. So not to I'm not trying to bash. No, Martinez. no, no. I agree. I'm trying to say I it was very refreshing to be like. Boom. I do think Thompson's just got that ability to just to make the right the play he needs to make. Right. Um, and I, I mean, we were from there. It's high five. Oh, I mean, people are talking about this guy. We're taking this. Yes. It yes. Was, everybody in that stadium thought this is our day because the moment even the the Mickey's tunnel walk and it's Mickey Joseph. He's a former Husker. Like you yeah. start like. Like, I almost felt like I had, like, I had, like, tears welling up when he came out and he did this whole thing. Like, you're like, Cause we're writing, okay. We're writing the new story, aren't right. we? Here we go, you know? And then get make Oklahoma punt, march down the field, score. Everybody's pumped. The one thing, and this is why I want to go drive by drive, is Nebraska had more opportunities. Or they hung in there more than you think yeah. early in the game. Yep. So, okay, you talked about it. Oklahoma's second drive. Dylan Gabriel has a 61-yard scramble touchdown. That is, like, there were so many things that were terrible. Reimer took a terrible angle. Uh, Tommy Hill got thrown out, and to yeah. to quote my guy Jay Foreman, he got thrown out the club. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Oklahoma wide receiver took dude and just ran him down the field. Yeah. And now, again, I think a lot of people thought Gabriel was going to go out of bounds, you know, but still like we that, had two or three guys take bad angles instead of just getting him down. Right. And giving up 20, you give up a touchdown and the air goes out. Of I was going to ask building. that. Did it? Oh, yeah. Because you kind of go, oh, it yeah, went, shoot. I mean, it, it wasn't over at that point, but it was. Oh, this isn't going to be the magical, easy thing that we were hoping it was going to be. It, this yeah. like it, it's going to get like we showed. We showed that our defense has did not make the improvements that we were hoping they would make. Right, and that play, I think, they started to lose confidence quick. Yes, you know what I'm saying. You give up that, you give that up right away, and if you've been doubting, like the doubt is going to come back quick because it wasn't even i'm not trying to take any way, anything away from dylan gabriel it wasn't like it was that amazing of a run he's not that fast no and i even think he kind of like he hit the sideline it was like is nobody gonna well like, reimer's really fast so i was like well right you know so our safety t 
takes a bad angle and, and just like Tommy Hill got it. thrown out the club. Tommy Hill got he was he had a couple of drinks and <laughs> they said the you're out of here. Said, this guy's got to go. He's had too many. Debo came. He said, "I'm not leading." So Debo, it's my bike now. Yeah, Ooh, it just <laughs> threw him out. <laughs> threw him out. Threw this guy, but yeah. Uh, and then you know, Ryan and Reimer just couldn't quite like Reimer's. Reimer's a fast dude. Yeah, and Reimer took him down. a terrible angle though. You saw a lot of there, there was a swing pass where Reimer took a bad angle at the at the at the end of the second quarter, um, but you're right. It felt like that play, it it settled Oklahoma in, and it got it. I, it felt like it took some of the air out of the stadium. Well, the momentum was like oh, we had it right, and we could have used that against them. And then their defense, I mean, our our defense could have used that. And their offense would have been those. Their offense was trying to find their game, right? And we let it. We we got them in their rhythm quick, right? Gabriel got settled down quick. Yes, like you want that quarterback to feel, you know, yeah. off his game for as long as possible. So then Nebraska's second drive, they picked up one first down, running the ball like Grant was running great. Yeah. Then they get to a third and four. And Casey Thompson and Marcus Washington weren't quite on the same page. It was like a curl flat against yeah. a zone. And Marcus Washington kept on, you know, you're supposed to sit right in that yeah. hole. And Casey threw it there and Marcus kept going. So missed out. It was a third and four. It would have moved no. the chains. Like these are these little, these little moments, but it doesn't happen. They have to punt. But here's the thing people forget about. Oklahoma went three and out on the next mm-hmm. possession Nebraska made him punt again. Yeah. So like early on, did did Nebraska did Oklahoma make any adjustments that you saw? Did they start doing? Because it seemed like early on, you know, it was like outside of the one sixty one yard scramble, the first three possessions, Nebraska's defense was was seemingly was yeah. doing okay. Yeah, we were doing. I mean, we were doing. Or maybe okay. it's just that energy, emotion stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's Nick. I think they just. They got settled in by the fourth drive of the game, yeah. and they never had to look back. Like to me, that's that's it. Is like we didn't, you know, we needed to get through a half where our defense wasn't on the ropes, and it just didn't take. We didn't get to the first quarter before we were on the ropes. Well, fighting for our life. You know, and, that's not what you, you just can't do that against the good team. And. Not all tempos are created equal. Man, did they play fast. Yeah. I mean, fast. And so their tempo combined within Nebraska's offense, like losing its mojo. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, Whipple and a crikey. Yeah. I've lost my mojo. Like those guys lost it. But here's what was interesting. So Nebraska makes Oklahoma go three, not and punt. Nebraska's third drive. The AJ Allen's in the game. That little dude's that little dude's got some some pop to him that I kind of like. That guy. He's taking time away from Grant. Yeah, like, like he's been like he's sneaky. They they want to play him more than Gabe Irvin. They are like taking carries away from Grant. Even yeah, and and like he he runs hard and those, he plays with a little he's like got quick feet. Yes, that, that's why it's kind of and, nice. he, and he's just for a guy that's not very big. He runs pretty tough. Yeah, he does. And, he, and but. The reason I they run three straight good runs to AJ Allen. Mm-hmm. They pick up a first down. Then Whipple calls three straight pass plays. 
and they give up two straight sacks. It was just interesting that like you run, run, run. It's working. Not to say that you have to just like you keep running it, but it's, it was just interesting to go three straight runs, then three straight passes. Casey Thompson gets sacked twice. Nebraska has to punt. Yeah. Oklahoma's fourth drive. This is when all of a sudden Oklahoma's like they got into their like recliner and they're like, ah. Uh, Remember Joey and Chandler when they they're like, ah, uh, ah. This is where Oklahoma was like it, they settled. They settled. They Joey and Chandler did pretty good. Me and my brother got matching recliners one year for Christmas because, of, because that was like. We thought that was great. Like I mean, we, we like literally would sit in the basement in these. You, lazy guys would, boys. you guys would time it up and just. By the way, what a great gift! A, a lazy boy. It is. I, I just, Who invented a, the the late like what did it was imagine the like a Shark Tank like hey sharks, who hates just sitting in regular chairs? It doesn't even need like a pitch. You just go hey check this out. So ah. where did you get your inspiration for this? Like I'm the laziest man you'll ever meet. <laughs> and I thought I don't want to have to actually work on reclining i just want to pull it back i don't, I don't want, want to move and lay down on my couch i don't want to walk all the way to my bed i don't want to, I want to pull a lever and go back and have the yeah. feet go up incredible incredible invention it's the lazy boy recliner. lazy boy but basically at this point dylan gabriel marvin mims all these guys they got in their recliner but they pick up a third and six on a slant mm-hmm. nebraska blitzed gabriel read it they picked up a third and six they run slants <laughs> I know, God. I know. It's, it's well. Then uh, the next play, they run a slant and go, and Tommy Hill was just just bit on that thing, yeah. just bit on it bad. <laughs> you said slant yeah. and six. So Tommy Hill already has gotten thrown out the club. Then he Pac Man to slant, and they. Slant. <laughs> He's slant go. They're officially in the lazy boy recliners. It's 14 to seven. Nebraska's fourth drive. This is when all of a sudden they're really like struggling three and out got sacked on third down and lost 12 yards on the drive. Mm-hmm. Here's where Bushini punts it. Mims is able to catch it with room. He gets down the Oklahoma sideline. He returns it all the way to the 23-yard line. Now it's a problem because five plays later, Oklahoma scores a touchdown. It's 21 to 7. At yeah, this that's point. a bigger return than we than yes. I think we it probably gets overlooked because the defense, you know, played poorly the rest of the game. But you know, there's a flow to a game. It's it's the you know, the uh this the QB draw that return. That third down, like those are the plays that, like, I think break your back yes. more than just the like, hey, slant and go touchdown. Right. It's more the like they picked up the third down before that, where it's like you had them where you wanted them, and you can't stop the slant. Right. Third and six slant. Yeah. Like chains move. Next play slant and go touchdown. Yeah. Like though, and then ugh, it just drives me nuts. But yeah, we just can't we can't spread out and tackle and, and get this guy right. down and. Man, now now we're swimming against a good team. And this is where Nebraska's offense is even – I mean, just really – they go another three and out and punt. They lose five yards on the drive. Oklahoma's next drive is six plays, touchdown, and they have the trick play double pass. Good play. I I was screaming it out. Did Could you sense it? By the way – They were – their lineup, their twins to the – Well, the quarter – so when the quarterback steps forward – um. 
like he had a he he really was like intentionally went forward to throw it back, which I'm not sure other than I think it, it's a better angle to catch. And so like as the ball was coming back, I started yelling double pass because I was like, <laughs> you could read it. The I, old yeah, linebacker, you know, the old like, thing, call it. So I call it, and then they throw it to you, and the guy behind me goes, "Good call." And I went. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I go. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Wow. Like, you, you you saw it coming, huh? Well, it's it's like this is where it frustrates me. It's like you got to see the angle to throw to know like it, oh, somebody's right. got to like you right. know some safety's got to go. That's odd. Like you got to have the like yes. This looks fishy. Smell the fishy smell, and then yes. you know because it didn't look like they had run some spot passes, some wide receiver screen stuff like. This one looked different because it was a it, it was intentionally thrown backwards at an angle, and my my thought is it's a better it's like yeah it makes you, sense. So when a shooter in basketball, where's where's the easiest shot? Yeah, it, in the post, back out. Yes. Right, it's harder to catch it. Like like yeah, turning going, around. Yeah, like turning around, going forwards a hard shot. Right, same way it's hard to like be going forward, turn throw. Like he's catching it backwards can see the field like it's an easier throw so yes. those are little tips that the safety really has to be good and see it and like you've got to be able to like this is fishy haul yes. haul ass it's a great just, call yeah it's a, it's a great call great call great execution we just have to, it's hard to defend somebody's got to smell the rat and make the play right can't do just it. a great call so now, all of a sudden, Oklahoma's up 28 to 7. It feels like it's pretty much ball game at this point, but there's 11 minutes and 35 seconds left in the second quarter. Yeah. So it's like they hung in there, hung in there, hung in there, and then all of a sudden, in, in a span of like five minutes, the game got out of control. Yeah. Nebraska did have an 11-play drive that got all the way down to the Oklahoma 19-yard line and got stuffed on fourth and two. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma missed a field goal. Nebraska punted, and then Oklahoma scored another touchdown right before the half to make it thirty-five to seven. And it's ball game at that point. It certainly didn't help that then Trey Palmer fumbled on the very first play of the of the third quarter. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping. Well, here's the thing: that greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly... One to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. But, man, did the offense go into the tank. First drive of the game for Nebraska, six plays, 77 yards, seven points. The next seven drives for Nebraska, 37 plays, 76 yards, zero points. They had fewer yards on their next 37 plays than they did on their first seven. So this was a, to me, when we are at our worst on offense, and it's been the way this way for a couple of years, um, 
we have all these negative plays yes. to start out drives and we do it like we can do it for like a full game where every first and second down we end up we end up losing two to six yards and i'm going that doesn't happen to us like our defense doesn't stop them for losses for a whole game every right. first down like you know like i don't know what is going on that we can't even if you run it and you get a yard or two a second and nine is way well, different we can't than lose yeah. right we can't lose yardage like the way we have been it's insane to me that we can't just scheme things to be like all right we, this might not be the home run or the big chunk but like it gets us on track, right? Like we aren't doing a good job of getting on track because the it's all about opening up the playbook. And every time you can't call a play to get a couple of yards, like you've just shrunk the playbook oh, completely yeah. right. for your next plays. And then on third down, you've really shrunk it. Like you've shrunk your options. And that's my problem with for our lack of ability to like get us, you know, like, in a schedule on a rhythm. So what do you make of the offense in, in, because we, we've talked about the defense. We'll get more into the defense, but the offense, there was a lot of confidence and optimism and a lot of, well, Hey, listen, Nebraska, Nebraska's defense is bad, but their offense is pretty good. That offense is going to continue to move the ball. And all of a sudden, was it more about, they ran into a, the sixth ranked team in the country and they exposed some things uh, or what, what happened? Their to the defense offense? was good. Yeah, they were good. They had some really good players. Um, not like necessarily world beaters, but they had some good dudes. That twenty three was a good. He got kicked yeah. out, but uh, when he was in there, he was wrecking shop. Um, but it seems like our receivers and quarterbacks were missing the ones they, they were. We little, had yeah, we had to get on schedule, and this is the underrated part about keeping a game us in a game. We needed to stay in the field and hold the ball. Like that's we, the thing. Yeah, had these fast three and outs. And Nick, I don't think we. I think we played too fast. In yeah. my opinion, they should have slowed the game down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, okay, we score and it's looking good. They get to fourteen seven. We need to be like, let's call the plays that get us three to four yards that we can depend on. Right, and let's run the clock down to the last second and let's slow this game down. Yeah. Let's get them out of their rhythm. Let's just hold the ball. Even if we don't score always, right. we're marching up the field slowly, running the clock, making the game. Oh, maybe it's 17, 10 at half. Or, you know, we, we get a field goal and we eat up a lot of time. We don't have to score every time. We have to keep the ball out of a good offense hands. And we got to keep our very limited defense right now off got to protect field. them a little bit. That's and a that's a, the holistic mindset, and I just think they didn't. They did our defense no favors. Like right. when you're playing a good team, you got to do them a favor, and they're losing yards on every first and second down. You, it's unacceptable. You cannot do yeah. that. So we can blame the defense, but the offense adds to the yeah. The that's what I'm saying. Like the, yes, the defense did not play well, and let's be real. Oklahoma called off the dogs big time. If they wanted to score 60, 70 points yesterday, they could have done that. Venables did Mickey Joseph a solid and was like, he did. Nah. He you says, know, like out of respect, out of respect towards you, we're going to slow the this. greatest rivalry in college football. Right. We'll see you next year. No, but seriously, that. but the, the, it's, what I was saying was the defense 
yes, they didn't perform well, but the offense had its hand in how poorly they performed in the first half and how fast some of their drives were did not help the defense at all. Three and out, three and out, three and out, punt returned to the 20, three and out, you know, like, that's how snowballs happen. And then Trey Palmer fumbling the opening drive. Then just that like took it from this is bad to we're embarrassed. Yes. Yes. It was done for all, for all intents and purposes. The game was done. It it was already done, but it was like, people were like, Oh, I'll just leave the stadium now. Almost, you know, like it was, it was that sort of, like un- you just like you can't even believe it. Like it's just, oh, we get a first down, but then we fumble. Right. It's it's hard. Like I didn't think Casey Thompson played great yesterday, but at the same time, like when you when you are running for your life and you're getting heated up as much as he is, like it's it's not easy. Um, I think you maybe saw a little bit of. This is one of the things we were concerned about. Anthony Grant likes to bounce a lot of things. And Anthony Grant also, he he's one of those guys that the same thing that makes him good is that he he not going he's down. not going down. But sometimes you got to just get it back to the line of scrimmage and live for the second down. He, a couple of times, tried to Tecmo Bowl this thing. And messed up the whole drive. And then you're all of a sudden, instead of being second and 10 or second and nine, it's now second and 13. And that's the difference between you can do that against Georgia Southern. You can do that against North Dakota. You can't do that against Oklahoma. And the old Amir Abdullah was like the king of like, he worked his butt off to get to the line of scrimmage sometimes. Like to consistently get a yard or two when there's nothing, or like when there's a three yard loss, you get to the line. Like, those are the kind of plays we need. Like, and I think Grant and uh, Allen, Allen, are, and Gabe Irvin got it. Gabe, Gabe Brand, our boy, we're did some good home, things. We're Gabe Irvin home. I just want good things. He for got that an kid. opening though, and he looked kind of good. yes. And he kind of had that. You can tell when somebody's got that body language. Like, finally, I'm getting like He's, a I got sliver. a hole. Like he was he just goes, like, I had a you. hole. Yes, I was so happy. So for was Gabe I Irvin that he had his first hole. Right. In college football. I know. I want to send him like a cookie or something and be like, hang in there. We I want to, you know, that picture basket. of the cat hanging yeah, hang from like, <laughs> hang in there, buddy. <laughs> Dave Urban, he had the a hole. Cat. I need to find a card with the cat hanging from the wire that just says, hang in there. Hang in and there. we'll say, hang in there, Gabe. Sincerely, <laughs> Nick and Bo. I think you would appreciate that. We we really like Gabe Irvin. I, why do guy. we like him so? I mean, because he's gotten a he's bad just gotten, rap. Yeah, it's just crappy situations, crappy blocking. It's BS. Gabe, if you're a pod listener out there, just understand we are big fans of your hole and your run this last week. We have endorsed Gabe Irvin for what we don't know, but he gets in there, Gabe. Hang in there, Gabe. Just hang in there, pal. But yeah, the the offense struggled. Um, The 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 O line, like early, they were kind of like there were some holes, and all of a sudden, those just everything went awry. It just was a you know Teddy Penio ass down is now Teddy's. Sit your ass down for the rest of the season. He's redshirt. He's out for the year. For the year? Yeah. Mickey said after the game, Teddy's done. Which is... Did he tear his knee up? He hurt his knee. I think there were some people that felt like they he wasn't like they rushed him back too far, too quickly, and they're wanting to shut him down now. So not Teddy Peno ass down. Is so it's like a bad the a bad offensive line just lost its best offensive lineman probably 
And mm. I mean, he maybe wasn't there physically because when you're getting when he, he was, yeah, you he, know, OK, so when yeah. Carlton Banks from North Dakota is like bull rushing you like that's not good. It's not unusual <laughs> to get bull rushed by anyone. <laughs> when that's happening, that's not good. That's, that's how he makes his juke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got it with that move. <laughs> Jenny's like, oh, God. It's not unusual <laughs> to get beat. Only outside. <laughs> But so I don't know. Teddy pin your ass down. It's not, a, it's not unusual to get beat by anyone. Oh, that's so good. <sighs> Who's that? Tom Jones, right? Tom Jones. What a great reoccurring bit on Fresh Prince. Carlton, Carlton loved is Tom the rich, jo- the rich kid who uh, will come from Philly, East, West, no, West Philadelphia. He comes from West Philadelphia, and he's like a rapper. <laughs> And Carlton listens to Tom Jones and does. And you know, do you know where he stole the dance from? Where? So, I. I you always have these story. great. Facts. I know. So I, I believe this is true. It's from Bruce Springsteen's "Dancing in the Dark" video. Oh yeah. I think it's yeah. essentially like, like it kind of what's is. What's the like, guy's name? Alfonso. Alfonso Ribeiro. Ribeiro, and yeah. I think he was like, "What's the whitest white person dance?" Yeah, and true. that is what he. That is dancing. That's the dancing in the dark song, though. Yeah. Or dancing in the dark. Yeah. It's, it's, and that was like the thing in the 80s everybody did. So, like, he took that and, like, but Bruce is Bruce doing it. It's more Courtney Cox that comes on. They both do it. Yeah. They both do it. But did Courtney Cox explain to me that is, was that at a real concert and faked? It's a faked concert. It's a staged thing. Okay. Yeah. So that was like the music video, and he's, he finds her in the crowd and she comes up and they dance. That's pretty good. How did Courtney Cox land that thing? She's an actress. I know, but still, that's it. That was like, her breakthrough. Yeah, it was. Well, then, then she's second older thing, than you think, though, because that means she was probably what twenty some years old there, and it was a decade later till she was in Friends. Well, she was also in Ace Ventura. Yes. So yes. prior to Friends, she was in Ace Ventura. She was in Ace Ventura. That's right. Yeah, you know what? You know what was wild. As you get older, we're now what? We're both thirty-eight. Yeah. Oh my god! When when the realization that we then became older than how old the Friends cast what like how old the how Friends were on Friends yeah. when we were older than them, it was like damn. Because Friends were like twenty-five to 35, 10 year run. Yeah, and we're thirty-eight. We're officially like we're the old like. Ross How old was Richard that was dating Monica? Was Richard like 50? I think Richard was 50. Richard done did his thing. I think Richard had He was it. taking eugenics. <laughs> he was taking eugenics to Frank Thomas little pill that he takes. But uh, okay, so what no, we were Richard, doing Richard, I think let's be real. Chandler knows if Richard wanted if, if Richard, wanted if to do Richard right, would have showed up at the wedding and been like, Monica. I have a mustache. That's Magnum PI. I have a lot of hair on my chest. Chandler can't compete with Richard. Dang it. A lot of friends on this episode so far. We have. Yeah. I don't know. Have you been watching? No. I just, the the recliner kind of got us going. Your head's definitely into friends. Apparently, I am. I'm in Central Perk right now. So that's the conversation on the office. (laughs) I don't know what we're talking about. Chenny, Chenny, you pin your ass down. Tom Jones, he got Tom Jones. And and now Courtney he's, Cox, no, Alfonso Ribeiro got that from Courtney Cox on the. That's Bruce how we Springsteen did it. Video. That's how we did it. Uh, we always want to 
provide little nuggets of knowledge in this. Well, you, you're the king of that. You always have just like these little facts that I just don't know if they really get you anywhere, but I like them. So this is what my life has become, right? So little I fact, found out little fact gathering. The things I can't remember are important and I should know them. The things I do remember are worthless and they're like that. That's what I remember. I, you know, well, I appreciate them. I appreciate well, it. Well, good. That's yeah. I hope somebody does. This is good. This is good. Um, they, they're saved in there, but they're not worth it. Well, that's okay, no though. I mean, that's, a, that's so stupid, but I love it. I thoroughly enjoy it. The, the defense. I mean, do we want to even like... I thought the team speed looked terrible. I don't know if it's the angles or what it was. I just thought Nebraska looked slow. Uh, they were getting blown up in the trenches again. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is remarkable how that side of the ball has fallen off so dramatically. Like, what do you? I'm. Just, I just. I don't know. It seems like we're struggling to get off blocks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ur, so you know, Urban. We can talk about Urban Meyer, but Urban was it had some fanfare. You, you think? But anyway, he was. You know, he he was up in the booth at some at one point, like just yeah. like, you know as a co-analyst come up there because yeah, um, Gus Gus got sick. I don't know what happened to Gus. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. Um, but you know, so Urban's sitting there going like, you know, they're not even he said they're not even disguising the too deep. And he goes, they're running every time they see it, they're running into it, right? So this is where this you're getting out schemed is like when we're not even even disguising, they know we're we're in the too deep. That means we, you yep. know, they can get a guy advantage in the run game and they're running into it and we're not getting off blocks. Our safeties are coming down late, trying to tackle in space and not do it. I mean, it was, it's like, it's been like clockwork for three or four games now, right? Like right. we can't, we're, we're not handling that right now. So we're, we're showing what we're doing. They're scheming us up and then we're not getting off blocks, bad angles, bad tackling. Yeah. That combination, that combination gives up 500 yards. That's yeah. all. That's the best I can come up with. Yeah, because they're giving up and on the season. So they're giving up 233 yards per game on the ground. That's bottom five or six in the country at this point. Yeah. Uh, but it's just. Again, I'm just trying to figure out if like. Because you know, sometimes it's like. Any X's and O's is, is it X's and O's is it Jimmy's and Joe's like I'd imagine they were doing a lot of the same things last year, but they just had guys that could hold up or make the tackle or make the play more often than not. I'm just, it's just incredible to think that like almost a year ago to the day ish, I made the tunnel walk talking about how good this defense had played. You you know, you got to go back to 2009, 2010 for the last time a defense has played up into this level. And then to fast forward it to now, and to to that side of the ball struggles is really remarkable. And I don't know what to attribute it to other than there's probably some scheme. Like if when you don't, when your personnel isn't solid, your scheming and your stuff better be. It gets more important. It gets more important. And I I think as a combo, you can't say it's one of the, it's both. Like we are hurting because we lost the five or six guys right. we're talking about. Like, we're hurting we don't have those guys and yeah we haven't found the answer since they've left it's just 
so let's get into China. I mean, the, the announcement today uh, hits the the announcement from Mickey Joseph. Little surprising uh, on a variety of levels, especially Mickey did. You know, Mickey really, really fell on the sword. He he was smart yesterday after the game. He said, yeah. "It's on me. It's not on the players. It's not on the assistant coaches. This is on me." And that's smart because I think everybody knows that it's not all on Mickey, but it's just the right thing to say. Sure. But it's interesting to say that, and then literally twenty four hours later, you fire an assistant. Mickey Joseph, in a in a statement, said uh, about firing Chenander, "We appreciate Eric and the work and dedication he has given our to our football program. At this time, I feel that it is in the best interest of the Nebraska football program to take the leadership of the defense." in another direction and decided Bill Bush will take over as defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So for me, like my just my gut reaction to it is I don't know what this move really does other than probably make a bad situation even worse. Like I just don't I don't this move. It adds more changes. It adds more stress. It adds more angst to a situation that is already chaotic. I, do, I, I also kind of look at this personnel right now, and I think you could fly in Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, and I'm not sure that this defense performs all that much better, to be real honest with you. Well, I guess, how do you view this decision? So let's start with this came out two or three hours ago. Yes. I mean, two, so like... Yeah, we're absorbing it, and you know, I, I there was a part of me that was was interested to see if you know Chenander was going to make it through the year. Um, and then they made the move today, which yes. you know, like you say, I here's the hard part with that is he he there, hadn't had a good four games. He hadn't. It, it, it was getting worse. Say that it yes. was getting worse. And this was the low point uh, in his, in the five years we've been here defensively. I mean, this was the worst game we played uh, yes. on the national stage. So, like, to me, it's like we haven't stopped anybody. So, I can see where Mickey's going. The defense needs some confidence. And the confidence has to come probably from a different voice. I don't think there's any scenario where you can have Chenander be a co-coordinator or it doesn't work like that. It's I think you have to get a completely different personality. I just think that's the way okay. leadership works. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. you can't oh have him coach the safeties and like doesn't work. Yeah, like they that. tried to kind of re remember because yeah. it, it, it's it's almost like they gotta go and you gotta find a whole new thing. So I think there's I have no idea what the philosophy is gonna be, but I think they're gonna do a lot of new things. Okay. I don't Can think you're going to do that. Is that realistic to, to now change a bunch of stuff? I guess so, that's, that's also a part of where I'm like, I don't know what this move does. Cause I just don't know all of a sudden you're going to revamp your defense. Now you do got a bye week here. You got to thank goodness. They have a bye week. Um, so I'm looking at bill Bush. I mean, obviously bill Bush coached me yes. uh, years ago for one year. I was the linebacker. He was a linebackers coach. Then he went to say, so I think safeties is where he yeah. wants to be. And he's always coached secondary. Right. But he was a coordinator in 2000, I think maybe nine through 11 at Utah state. So mm -hmm. he's been a coordinator before. So I think number one, Mickey knows bill and worked with him at LSU and, um, and bill has been a coordinator before. So, the weird thing is that Bill's the special teams coach. Yes. So I don't know what he's been doing day to day. 
how much he's been involved with things day to day up to this point with the defense. Um, but obviously he was a defensive analyst last year. Um, so he, he knows that he's defense. familiar with the personnel and, so and the those kinds of things. Is, it's, is the, is the terminology going to stay the same, but we're going to try some, you know, new fronts, new movements, new sort of like, you know, and it's a different play caller, a different schemer. Like it's going to be different. I think rightfully so. Like, let's try something different. What we're trying is not working, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard because like it, it's, it's tough where it's like, I think we've struggled with this, this entire time of like, it's, it's hard for me to not know what happened like last year and how that defense performed. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, last year has probably like, you can't live off of last year. Like you're living in now yeah. you, you can't. Well, what about when we went to East Lansing and stone Kenneth Walker and shut him down? Like at the end of the day, that doesn't matter now. No. And that side of the ball is regressed. That side of the ball is not performing well. And I don't, you know more about defense than me, but you're saying I think it's easy to see. There seemed to be a lot of like, damn, they got schemed there. Or man, was that the right call for that? And four, four straight games, we yes. got out schemed. Not this game, and then we are great for three. It's been four straight games. Right. Um, and I think if you're like, here's how I'm seeing it. If you're Mickey Joseph, what does bringing Shenander back do for this situation that he's in? I would say nothing. There's nothing after that loss. So let's say we we lose close. Shenander keeps his job because there's no reason for Mickey to make a change. Yep. But Mickey now they got embarrassed on national TV. After that, that is just an it, a long line of getting kind of embarrassed. Four straight the, games. Yes. defensively, we've been in, just we've been bad. This is we've as bad, bad as Nebraska defense has performed in yes. a long time. So for Mickey, he's got to send a signal to his team and the you know Nebraska nation that like, well, that's not we don't. This isn't how this is going to work. Like we're doing something to change this. Like he's got it. I think for him, he's got to do that. Okay. Um, I can see that. You I know mean, what I'm saying like I guess status, I'm, you're going to go back and just drop the same old thing again. That's four straight weeks, right? Right. We're like, I think for Mickey, he goes. You know, he knows Bill Bush, right? I think he feels more comfortable saying, "Bill, why don't you try it for a week?" Because Four weeks of this, like, and maybe this at this bad. point, like, this season's already heading towards nowhere. Yeah. So you can stay the course and likely continue just on your your course towards nowhere. Yeah. Maybe at this point, as we talk this out, like, maybe maybe at this point, trying everything you can to change it. Like, in order to change the yeah. outcome, you probably got to change something with your process or what you're doing. For sure. For sure. I mean, you should, I mean, I, all I know is like, you know, Tommy Hill got pulled. Yeah. Uh, they brought another guy who then had a penalty and he got pulled. And then, you know, then right. uh, what's his name? Is it Braxton Clark was in there? Like they're throwing new dudes in there. I saw a couple dudes. I was like, I don't even know who that number is. Like, well, yeah, they're, they're trying. I mean, even I think it got to the point where it was like, there's no reason in keeping Casey Thompson in there, but Chuba came in there and Chuba played a lot in the second half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're clearly like, it's not just talk when I think, in Mickey's eyes, like he said, we're starting all over. 
Like everything's starting over and you're going to get what you earn. And that goes for everybody, including the coaches. And so I, I just worry. I guess I'm coming at it from like, I worry about like how much can the heart take from I'm worried about the, and maybe again, when, when Frost was fired, I was worried that man, the players are going to be devastated. They didn't seem that devastated but maybe they internalized it better Then even like I'm coming from a place. Like I assumed the dudes loved frost. I assumed the dudes loved Eric Chenander where if you're a coach, like, or you're a player, it's a, that's a lot to like, think like what you're doing just got your head coach fired and the defensive coordinator fired. Yeah. Like I just, I worry about, how all that actually lands with the players. And then just like, I'm sure it's kind of chaotic in those offices right now, the coaching offices where everybody's having to do different things. And this just adds another change to it all that I just get concerned with. Again, I love this. I love our conversations. We can kind of talk these things out. I mean, I'm literally, I'm like going through the, you're like, you say that now I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's think back. All right. So, I had some coaches that were in a situation where they were, I mean, Bill Bush was on the staff. Like yes. those guys knew they were on the way out. Um, like to me, it's like if they would have done something middle of the year that year, I kind of think that would have been good. Okay. This is great. This is great insight. You now, were, yeah. Now that I'm now that I'm like, okay, we, you know, we went through like once we hit a couple of those bad losses, right. Um, and we just felt like we're getting just like picked on, like out schemed. Right. Like we're doing everything. Remember, wrong. Missouri came to town and their line, and it was Chase Daniel was like, this was a high school defense. Like in terms yeah. of it's like they knew what we were doing. Scheme, you know, and like I was told years later uh, when I was, I was training for the NFL and I, I it was somebody spoke to somebody and basically told him, like, yeah, they told me they knew all of your signals, they, they right. knew they had everything you, yeah. that you were going to do because it was just so obvious. And like, and that hurt to know, like, man, like they, like we gave them all the answers to the test, and then we played the game. You know, like, right. like that's the type of stuff though that I'm looking back on now. Going when the season's looking like it's about to torpedo anyway, don't you try to shake it up and get a new voice in there? Yeah, you're and not beat right. the same dead horse. You're probably all year. right. Yeah, so. So now, Nick, I don't know. Bill Bush was a coach. Man. I'd never seen him as a yeah, coordinator. Like, I don't know. I don't know his chops. I don't, like, I don't know if he's good enough. He's going to come in there and, you know. I don't know. Here's what I don't gonna know. going to be playing chess. And I think so. He He's worked for some good coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a smart guy. He works hard. He'll plan and work hard and plan well. What I've never known him, I've never known him as a in-game caller. Like, can he call the game, the chess match in the game? Right. Can he make the adjustments? Right. When they come out in this. Yeah. I that is what I don't know about Bill Bush. Um, and that's gonna be his you know, this is his his ship now that he gets to sail. Like, this is it. Like, we'll see what he's got. I don't know that part of him. I do know like he's gonna like he's gonna work, he's gonna be detailed, he's gonna do those things, um preparing. But like the in-game stuff. That's the what I don't know about Bill. Right. I also think, I don't know how to even like phrase this. 
I wonder if Mickey's a little bit in the mode of like, he's wanting to make sure that he's got not, this isn't to say the Chenander was checked out or, I mean, everybody knows he was frost guy. We all probably knew he wasn't going to be retained. Yeah, yeah. Mickey not only isn't coach. Mickey's not only coaching for the moment, but I think Mickey is trying to show what he can do to see if he can earn to remove that interim tag. And so maybe he's trying to do all he can to surround himself with people that have skin in the game to not want to have to call a moving company and have to move out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Does that make sense? That's what I I think. That's kind of what I was almost kind of getting at is like, I think Mickey Joseph knows like for him to, to turn this thing around and to like get this job. Right. Cause I mean, and this isn't a bad. He wants to do it for the kids, but he wants he wants yeah, he to earn this role, right? You he's don't think coach. Mickey wants to be the head coach? You I, absolutely I don't want does. Mickey to be the coach unless he wants this that bad. Right. He does. So, right. like, I know he wants it, and that's that's. I am not saying that's a bad thing. He's not doing it for himself. He's doing it for the team too. Yeah, it's they, they work together. It, it, they're, yeah, it's too. It's they're, they're both they helping be aligned, yes. right? But like, I think Mickey knows this. That game was huge. If they play really well and or win. He's the front runner to get the job. Yes. They get embarrassed on TV. It sort of moves him into a way more difficult position to ever get that job. So I think he can still get it, but this now becomes a, we got Indiana Rutgers. Is it Purdue, Purdue. Than, Purdue than Illinois? Correct. So you got four, you got four other than Purdue. You got four. I mean, even, I don't I think like Purdue. Like, Nick, I think if he goes four for four, he moves back up right on the job because ladder. I'll be honest. Last week when we were talking about Mickey as a candidate, I'll let you into my internal monologue. I was not like even entertaining that in my head. I'm like, Mickey's not. It's a nice thing to say, but I just don't know if Mickey's going to be the guy. But as the week progressed and you see him, you you it's you see fans. him and you see how the fans react to him and you see yeah. him at a press conference and you see him leading him out of the tunnel and you go, maybe Mickey could be the guy, you know? And again, for that to happen, like things, things got to change in a hurry. And you're right. You have four games here that are vital. And so as we talk this out, like it's maybe not as bad of a idea and move as like at this point, like, you know, this is the biggest cliche that every broadcaster uses all the time. Like, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and yeah. over and expecting a different result. I think he's kind of sitting there going like, if we run this back right now with with the same I mean, schemer, Nick, plan, all that Mickey's, stuff. Like, Mickey's there because Trev made the, like, w- these kids need a different voice. Like, right. I think it's the same logic with Chins. Like, the defense needs a different voice. Like, that's, that's sort of what... Um, that's first what I thought. I was like, well, I you, get it. But yeah, I, I think, and Mickey knows, I think Nick is not going past four games. Like it's a four. It, they have a four. I mean, if he loses if, two in a row, Nick, he'll, I think it's almost like they're they're. I mean, like I say it's not going to rule out, but they're going to try to hire somebody by, I would think November to get ahead on recruiting would be my guess that that's if, you're not, I mean, it's hard. It depends on who you're hiring. Like, 
Some people are, some people are still, if let's say you're hiring Matt Campbell or you're hiring whoever, like you, you, they you have to go you have to December, let them finish yeah. their season and then it happens. But, but, call it but, but, I, think, but I think what yeah. you're saying is like, I think from Trev's perspective and Mickey understands this, like he, Trev's got it. Now I think Trev's probably operating. Like he has to facilitate candidates and vet candidates and if Mickey ends up being the guy, great. But he has to operate almost like Mickey's not going to be the guy. And and the timing then gets into by mid. Like you've got the conversations have to be like right progressing the point where the like executing them is like end of you know mid to late November, so that when they finish their year, Boom. hey, sorry, yeah. yeah, you're coming, you're coming with us, and you're recruiting for Nebraska in December. Oh yeah, so. Uh, that's where Mickey's got. I think he's got four games. I think he's if he goes four for four, and then we are in a really good spot in the West Division of the Big Ten. Right then we're yeah we're going to be three and one in the West. Yeah, these next four games shape everything. I, I mean, so it's it's in a weird way, Mickey. Like you know, like Nebraska right now doesn't feel like we got anything to play for, but like reality's like we still got the Big Ten season ahead of sure. us. Sure, I mean, I so, suppose. I mean, but it's hard to get optimistic on it. Yeah, because Nick, I we mean, can't at this point. We can't like, stop. We can't stop anything. I mean, because so. I would say, like, this is a really doom and gloom. Like, I was texting somebody this morning, and I texted him. I said, I really don't think it's out of the question that Nebraska doesn't win another game, based on the football team that I am seeing. It's not out of the question that they win one football game this year. It's that's very possible. That's on the table. Um, I'm just saying the degree, like we're sitting here, be like, well, what if they win four? Like, it's also possible that this shit goes. You think it's going poor now? This is because this is what I was a little concerned with. I want to come back to the defense for a second, but yeah. this was my concern last week when the announcement got made from Trev and Trev going like, you know, doing the whole thing, like wanting to give the a, a, the players a chance, want to give yeah. this season a chance. Well, that can go the other way. Like you make these changes, and then all of a sudden, like everyone checks out, things start going terrible. The coaches start seeing the writing on the wall, especially with the transfer portal. You talked about red, how you felt red shirting Teddy. You're like, re- yeah, like you you red shirting people. Like right. that's that's usually uh, well. You talked about how you felt it in 07. You felt certain coaches. I don't want to say check out, but you could feel that they knew yeah. they were done. You could even, you've talked about it. You felt guys on the team pseudo checked out. Like, yeah. I'm just saying like there, there's a, especially with the transfer portal and how you can, I mean, you know, there's some of those dudes right now that probably I'm, got back to their I'm dorm. Like, NFL, Man, I'm out of here. Or I, I'm an NFL guy. I just don't want to get hurt. You know, right. like, and you're like, you're not an NFL guy. If you can't, nope. yeah. you can't beat, North Dakota, right? Or you're getting 642 yards hung on you at Georgia, you by Georgia yeah, Southern. Like, so I'm great. just like the, my one of my concerns was like when when the the decision got made to fire Frost was like th- there's a chance that th- that this season spirals into a place that is that is worse than anybody could imagine. Where if like enough, if this, if like let's say these next, you go lose to Indiana, and then you go lose to Rutgers. Which is entirely possible. Yeah, and it, all of a sudden, these players know it's a wrap. You got guys already start probably like calling their high school coach and saying, "Can you start putting out some feelers about the portal?" And I don't know who's going to be here next year and all yeah. that. Like, so I'm just nervous about like 
all this stuff spiraling. Like we, I think what's hard is you got to make changes to get a different result, but all these changes can lead to a worse result. Well, yeah, I think it's more, um, I think there's enough talent in this team to win a few games. There's no doubt. Like, I think we can win a few games. Uh, but yeah, how, how they will respond to yeah, criticism they, to, um, to all this to change, the letdown, to, to the, the uncertainty. Yeah. Like, like, can you stay in it? Cause I'd, I'd imagine it'd be hard. Like think how hard it would have been in 07 when you, you were a senior. So you knew you were done. I'd imagine you had some younger guys on the team. The uncertainty of like, is Bill Callahan going to Bill Cal? Oh wait, coach Callahan is not going to be here next year. Fuck. Well, who are they going to bring in? Well, what if they don't like, all of a sudden, you start thinking about those things, and then your mind's in the wrong place. But it's human nature for those things, for your mind to go there. And that's the hard thing that that Mickey and now Bill Bush and Whip and all those guys have on their of like getting those guys to like try to like try to not worry about any of anything. Whatever happens uh, after Thanksgiving. We'll cross that bridge when it comes, but you guys got to stay focused on yeah, that, on right see, now. That's Mickey. Like Mickey is gonna earn his uh, earn his keep these next because I mean it's this that's this hard this four do. game interview that he's got. That's the interview. It's, right? Can you keep these guys together, and can you keep teams that on paper you pretty much should have beat at the start of the year? Like on paper, right. we were me and you predicted. I think three out of these four we were gonna win. Right. Right. I know. So, well, yeah. No, I think I predicted they would lose to Rutgers and Purdue. Oh, so yeah, I had them too. going two and two in these next four games. But at the end of the day, I had them four and zero oh at this point. Yeah. Idiot across my head here. But like, I. But that that's my point of like. That's that's why this is an interview for Mickey. Like Mickey Joseph's interview is four weeks, four games. Yes. It, it well, really it could have been a one game interview. We beat Oklahoma. That's a one game interview. Everything's Here's what different I do. Then, you know, win a couple the rest of the year. He's but, probably shown a lot. And again, I, it's not lost on me that Nebraska is really bad. Okay, because yeah. by the way, Northwestern has not won a game since Dublin. They just lost to Southern Illinois at home. Okay, Georgia Southern. This past weekend, lost by 14 to UAB. Georgia Southern lost. So all I'm saying is there's a chance Nebraska's even worse than we think they are. Okay. But with all that said, it's not like, I mean, Indiana had to rally to beat Western Kentucky at home in overtime. Let's not make Indiana out to be the Baltimore Ravens here. Yeah. You know, Rutgers beat Temple 16 to 14. Listen, act like Rutgers is the greatest team in the world. You know, uh, Illinois, Illinois, okay. Uh, they were off this week, but you know, they're, they lost to, I think they, did they lose to Indiana. I think so. I think they did. I don't think, you know, I don't think Illinois is great. Uh, Purdue's so I mean, and then Purdue, I think Purdue's pretty good. I don't think Purdue's like, Amazing, not, not world beaters. I mean, so, so I, I, it's not like that's the one thing you do have to remind yourself is like Nebraska did just play the sixth ranked team in the country. Like in that team, look, Dylan Gabriel's fucking good. Marvin Mims is good. Those running backs are good. They got some some ballers They're on the that side team of the ball. country. They looked they looked like the sixth team in the country. They didn't look like. Some of those Ohio State teams Some of those, we've seen yeah. where we're like, man, like every right. receiver is like a first round. Like they look good. 
but we just looked we just look exposed well, like and, we yeah. got picked on and that's the problem I, I do think we've got enough talent i i i mean i think we're very lucky to have casey thompson he's a guy that can win us games i, I really believe it um but can we stay in it can we make some changes well, to this, keep us in games and let thompson have an opportunity well the the thing that is cuz i'm with you like i think casey thompson anthony grant Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington, Travis Volkolek, like yeah. AJ Allen, those skill guys are good enough to to make some things happen. The the reality, and this is what got exposed against Oklahoma, is like again, like I said at the tar- at the top, football is about blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do those things, it doesn't matter. Nebraska, you could have given honestly, if Nebraska has Patrick Mahomes on Saturday instead of Casey Thompson. I don't think they win. I don't know because you got to have guys that get open and catch And you got to have people that can block yeah. for more than a second. Yeah, what would Mahomes done that Thompson couldn't have done? I mean, I'm dead serious. Like that's I, I don't think either well, that's any, what, you know, there's no throws like oh he just You can't know make our the buddies throw. always talk about like we do things we do those stupid high throws like you put Peyton Manning on the worst class A Nebraska high school team. Do they win state and it would always be a great debate and I would always say no. No, well, uh, now if you gave like Lamar Jackson or, you know, like, yeah, like, like prime Michael Vick, like I'm talking about like a dude that is can just like, how are you ever going to tackle him? Yeah. Cause you, you can't know? really make audibles very well in, in high school. Like just blitz every time. And Peyton would be like, I just can't even, they won't pick right. up my blitzes. Right. You know, like, right. So I guess I'm just bringing it up to say like, you can, you can poo-poo Casey Thompson all you want and how he played. Like, I'm not so sure that if you had Patrick Mahomes quarterbacking Nebraska on Saturday that the outcome is really all that I, I, different. No, Nick, I know. It I mean, Patrick Mahomes played for Texas Tech and, like, when, like they, they were win winning game. a bunch yeah. of games, like, you know? They weren't a great right. team and a great line, but, I mean, he's a great player. But if you cannot protect the quarterback, you can't hand the ball off and get on track you know, I think, like I said, they needed to play a different game than they played, which would have been like they should have ran the ball yes. and they should have ran the clock down, shortened the game, keep the defense off the field. Like, I mean, we're still not executing what we need to do to win football games or at least keep us in it. We let that thing become a bloodbath. Let's. I want to go back real quick to the Bill Bush thing now being the coordinator. What are realistic changes that you can make now you have a bye week which is great so you have more time but what are realistic schematical changes that you can make right now i mean you you could put in a different system if you wanted to okay right i mean i I just think the hard part is i don't think they're going to change terminology right i don't think these these uh geniuses are going to be able to yes you know pick it up a system in a week i I would it'd be a night hard for Anybody. Well, it is. It'd be a nightmare. It'd be a nightmare to do and be a nightmare for the coaches to try to even attempt it. So they're going to use the same terminology, but like probably run, you know, what Bush has ran the past. My guess would be more like they're going to talk about we're going to run this. It's going to be different what we've done. And they're going to have a week and a half to try to get people comfortable with some different fits, some different stunts with different blitzes. I mean, this is a. It's going to be a, a a super difficult thing to do, but they're going to have to try. Yeah. 
But at this just, point, Nick, it's I think it's worth trying. Yeah, you're probably right. I you we know what this is why stopping anybody. This is why this is why it's fun to talk it out. Like when I first got the news, my re, my my initial reaction was like, worse. what this yeah. I don't know what this does other than make a horrible situation even worse. But now that like after talking to you, I think I I now like yeah. I see the other side of it. And I'm not so sure I don't agree with you. Yeah, I mean that, it's like I mean, you know, that's the football the we're talking the football like you can use other sports where like I mean, I don't know if basketball is a, a great analogy, but like you might say like, gosh, we just we just don't got the, you know, the speed. So we're going to just we're going to get really good at we got a week and a half to right. work on our one, three, one. And we're going to do a lot of it. Yes. You know, like, yeah, that's like a very big like we're going to try something different or we're going to become a full court pressure team because we need to speed the other team up all game. We're going to make this game mucky and uglier, whatever right. it is like. It's something to change. But what it's to change the mo- the momentum and the like. You're trying to just like we're gonna we're gonna mess this up one way or another, right? And you need to manufacture some confidence right now. I think yeah. it'd be hard to keep the guys going. Like we just got to stay in the base defense and do what we do. And it's and like give up five hundred. Like, yeah, that's, like that's that would be re- I trust and me. Especially I watched coaches- that happen, Nick. Yes. That's yeah. You, I mean, and you, you know, like so. so this is this is one like our buddy Willie loves. Love the game that we played against Texas in 2007. <laughs> we go down to Texas and we blitzed every play right. and we stoned them for about three quarters because we just said, just we're, we're yeah, selling out, it. right? Yeah. Um, then Jamal Charles just like, they finally busted yes. through in some plays and, you know, gash us in the fourth quarter for long runs, yada, yada. But at least give us that we were aggressive. We changed it up. Right. And we weren't going to sit back in zone like we did against Missouri yes. and Texas A&M and Oklahoma State and just get lambasted by these teams that knew what we were going to do. We changed it up. Um, now, we didn't win, but we were competitive into the fourth quarter on a team that was – the yeah. rails were coming off, the coach was done. Um, this, I think, is a similar mindset. It is – we have to change. We have to change the the scenario here. Uh, yes, and it gives us a chance to dictate. Maybe yeah. Well, and being dictated to again. What I said a little bit ago of how like I'm still thinking about last year, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm like you. I'm like you got to per- like you got to preserve that. Like whatever you were doing there was working okay, but it's like this is a totally different situation because it's totally different players, and so to argue against myself, like, what are you preserving? You know, what are you, what are you really being like? Oh no, you got to stay the course with the defense right now, because that would be what, if I'm arguing against this, if I'm saying you should, Chenander should not be fired. He, you got to keep him there. I would, then in essence, I would, it would stand to reason for me to agree with the statement of like, you believe in the direction of the defense and what's going on there. And you got to stay the course with that. And it's like, I don't believe that. So maybe if I don't believe that, then you have to give yourself a chance and do something different. So that's it. Like to me, it's about belief. Like if you don't believe that that, you know, your coordinator, then that's, you know, that's system and play calling is going to be good enough in the future. Like you have to make the move. And I think that's the point it reached is you had three games where it was just terrible. Right. And then you, I think that there's probably that moment after Frost was fired where it's like, 
this is the time to make some big changes if you're Chenander. Right. And the changes didn't get made. It got worse. Right. I think belief was lost probably after that. I think it was the right move. I do like, yeah. I mean, now, I, hate, now I think like, I'm, I don't even like saying that out loud. No, I know because it's hard. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's you know, you, you never want to, but it's like, what, what are you going to do the rest of the year? If, if this is like the trend we're on, like you have to, you have to, it's you have to dictate and, and, and give yourself a chance to, to control the, the narrative. You've pl- you've played maybe the best offense you'll play. In Oklahoma, but then you've maybe also played the three worst offenses you've played, and you've gotten your shit handed to you. So it's probably naive to think that all of a sudden it's gonna the it's gonna flip and they're gonna be really good unless they make some big changes. And this would fall under that category of making a a big change. Yeah. Uh, last thing, and then we'll run here. Is the sellout streak in serious jeopardy? Indiana, two weeks. Oh, yeah, it is. But but it's also, what do the donors want to do? I mean, if the donors want to give the tickets away in the red carpet or the thing. Like, yeah. I think that they can do it. Um, My prediction is that it ends. I think um, I think the Indiana game is the end of 300. It's, they're at 385. 385 consecutive sellouts. I don't think they... That's my gut tells me I don't think they're going to get to 386. I mean, this is this is so hard because... And I don't even know if it's that big of a deal. Because I think we all know... Like, l- listen to your answer. Depends on what the donor wants to do. Like, the donors want to do. Because that tells you how... Yeah, I'm not saying the streak. The streak is real, and it's a, it's a, it's like in the books. But I think we all know that it's been a little bit of a fabricated streak. We, we've manufactured a little, bit or of manufactured it. is a better. Um, way to- but I would say this: when you have something special like we do, um, I think it's important to think about the long term. It's really cool. It's really cool that we've got that good of fans and that much support. That. It's not like we're manufacturing 85,000 fake seats sold. Yeah, it's not like there's like 40,000 like, people in there and it's like, it's, like it's sold out, people. It's we've like, added no. We've 20 or 30,000 seats over yeah. the years. Like, okay, like we've added maybe too many seats, which was like bad on us. So, like, to me, it's like, if we're not, if we're 40,000 short, it should end. If we're 5,000 short, Keep the thing going so the next guy that gets in, right. it's a recruiting tool, it's something to take pride in. It's one of our, it's one dude, it's our institution. This is our thing. Like we should cherish it. And if it's close donors, I really hope you. <laughs> It'd be it interesting. Up. It's hard to be like, Nick, would you pay for it? I know. It's well, like, uh, but that, I know that's uh, the hard part is like, you're preserving, you're, you're investing into something that you're just, I don't know right now. It's not your, your return on investment for Nebraska football. Isn't, isn't quite there for these people, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm it'll a be interested. I'm a believer. I'm a I know some people like let it, die, but like I'm like, no, I, I'm not for, one of those people. It's like you need to let it so die, that, so that you can have, uh, like it's it's a significant record. It's a cool tradition, something to be proud of. Let's just bridge the gap to the next guy. Let's just bridge it. There if the certain, next guy can't win, maybe we'll talk about. There it. are certain traditions that when get hung, certain traditions that when get they get hung over the current situation could be viewed as a detracting thing yeah i don't see how a sellout streak does anything but help the program 
It's a positive. It's a cool thing. It's like the academic All-Americans. Like we have, a, I think we've had the most yeah. academic All-Americans. It's, it's that, that stuff. I don't know why you'd be rooting for the sellout streak to change or to end when it's like for a long time, there were some people, some of our buddies would be like the sellout streak needs to end for a, for a message to the football program that it's like, this isn't acceptable. It's like, I think message is received. Everyone knows that this isn't acceptable. They're making massive changes. Yes. You know, that's like the point, that's the point that people always want to make. They always be like this. They need to send the message. You need like, to send the message. The, the message, best message you can send is to not go to the game. It's like they fire the coach. They everybody fire the Trev knows. And the people in Ronnie Green and, you know, Hank, like these guys know this isn't acceptable. They need a better product. Yeah. But I don't see how ending the sellout streak necessarily. No. I, impact. So I, I don't know. I, I just I think it's in serious jeopardy. I mean, oh, Nick, Trev, I don't, I don't Trev has it. been on the radio a couple of weeks ago and said there were still thousands of tickets available for the Indiana game. And with how that Oklahoma game went. And the fact that it's Indiana, I'm not so sure there isn't a less exciting team. And I don't mean this to be like negative on Indiana, but I just don't know if there's there isn't a team come that there's not a team that would probably evoke less excitement than Indiana coming. Sure, I, I but see this is where uh, this might sound maybe this isn't as true as I think it is, but firing your coordinator and getting a new fresh body in there, it's one more thing that. Yeah, a storyline. Yeah, basketball fans are curious. They're curious people. They go, okay, well, maybe we'll give them one or two more games to right. see if we uh, start playing better D. You know, like right. Nebraska fans, they love their team, and they, I really do think that they'll they'll always find a reason to be like, well, I'll give them one more chance. Yes. Well, I mean, think about what happened. Who would have thought that they don't have a kick time? I was seeing if they had a kick time yet. That's to be determined. Um, but who would have thought this Oklahoma game? I mean, and now it's Oklahoma, so you would think it would probably be the, a great atmosphere. But like, if you would have th the ingredients were there for not necessarily the atmosphere that it was yeah. to start with, you know, and and so it'd just be. I just wrote that down. Like this, I mean, that would be a big streak to come to an end. Ah, it's scary. It's gonna be. It's gonna be close. But what's interesting about it is, like, it would take. To your point, though, how you initially answered the question, it would take the a group of people letting it go. I would think so. I would, the way I think I understand how it works, like it would take some big boosters being like, we're not, we're not going to write this check for, I don't whatever. sense that they, that the boosters that have been supporting it are the type of people that are going to be, wishy-washy on whether they want to keep you know it seems to me like they're they would be they would feel a certain way about the streak and they would want to and again i think the can. fact that there's frost has been fired like they understand changes are being made yeah. because yeah i think there maybe would have been a if the donor like let's say i'm johnny donor and i've been called on numerous times to write a check to keep the streak going and i don't and I don't think Frost is the answer and I want him gone and he's still there. Yeah. Well, maybe that's like your opportunity as a donor to showcase your sure disdain is. and disagreement with what's going on. But if you are now, this is assuming that whatever this Johnny donor that we've created, like wanted Frost to be gone, which I would think is true. Uh, 
So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So I mean, we'll, be a we'll big see. street to come doing anything. I think a week off is good for everybody. Yeah, you know, it's no been doubt. Long, it's been long. But it's huge weeks. for the player. It's huge for the team. The team. Not only do they probably need to like get away from it for a second, but they they need to have a really productive week with new coordinator working yeah. on stuff. Like they they got a lot of work to do, a ton to to get done in this in this bye week. Usually, the bye week like got to get healthy. Yeah. They need to in like they got to get healthy and they got to improve. Yeah, oh big God. time. Anything we're missing? Anything we didn't talk about? I figured for our wine pod, we'll get into uh, coaching candidate stuff. Yeah, you want to do that? Let's I, save it. Let's, let's save. Let's yeah. save the wine pod uh, coaching. I mean, because it's it's been interesting to all the names thrown out there. You and I will kind of let's comb through a bunch of names for the Ooh, next wine. That would pod, be a, that's a great a, way to yeah. That'll be a good wine pod. Yeah, perfect. Other than that, there you go. I think we should, uh, in honor of the day. Not, Not unusual to end the game recap. A Huda Media Production.